This episode of After the Show is brought to you by Odyssey. Odyssey are makers of headphones for gamers and audiophiles alike. You can check them out on www.audeze.com. That's www.audeze.com. You're listening to the After The Show Movie Podcast from ascully.com. You can find this podcast on the iTunes Music Store, Google Play, YouTube, Voice Assistance, just say listen to After The Show Movie Podcast, and you can also find us on ascully.com where we post written reviews. With that out of the way, here are your hosts, Ascully and Sitok. Good afternoon. I always say good afternoon, but it really could be like breakfast time. For somebody could right? be any time yep all right so 24 hours a day i'll each week i'll just say a different time and eventually <laughs> we'll have more covered happy 11 01 a.m oh well that's very precise so we're actually granular okay got it yeah um so what was before the after the show discussion this movie pretty much was all there was all right that was yeah, it actually was. Yeah, I've got a lot to say, I've got a lot to say about this movie. You do. All right, let's get <laughs> It'll into carry it. over into this. So it is Saturday, December the twelfth. This is after the show six hundred and sixty-three. We look at a movie every week. We're a movie podcast, and this week we're looking at the movie Tenet. It's a twenty twenty movie. Releases on Blu-ray this upcoming Tuesday, December the fifteenth. It'll be out on four K and Blu-ray, and it'll also be on streaming on the same day. It's rated PG-13. Our friends at Warner Brothers sent us an early copy of the 4K disc for review. And Sid Talk will give you, this is very easy, Sid Talk, the synopsis of Tenet. Hmm. What did we say earlier? It's like if Inception and, what was the other one? Inter- Interstellar. Said, what I said was <laughs> Memento is, right? Yep. Inception. And Interstellar, all stuck in a blender. Oh, I thought they had a baby. Okay, yeah, stuck in a blender, kind of, but then this is even a little bit higher concept. Um, it's very hard to describe. Let me. And I don't want to. We'll say spoilers, because I knew nothing about this, which made it so good to me. I mean, I'll just say right now, I love this movie, but not knowing anything made it that much better. So if you don't want to know anything, stop now, go watch it. Think for yourself, and then come back and listen. But um, I'll tell you what it says on the back of the book. Okay, that's probably not going to help. It says, <laughs> armed with only one word, tenet, and fighting for the survival of the entire world, the protagonist journeys through a twilight world of international espionage on a mission that will unfold in something beyond real time. Yeah, like I said. that's one of those synopses that doesn't really say anything it's very difficult you know why because it doesn't want to spoil sure um, the ride because this is quite the ride christopher nolan movie they don't come along very often but when they do i believe they're always something special don't you um they are there he has his own thing for sure yes now, I didn't love Interstellar, like everyone else. So I can't quite grasp why it was such a big deal. I mean, it was fine, but it didn't quite grab me the way it did, did everybody else. Did you love else. Dunkirk? I did, but it's not like these. That's just a quality film about a real-life event. True. True story. True story. Yeah. Based on a true story. Tenet is not a true story. Or it, well, maybe it is. Maybe it's <laughs> happened and we don't know. Oh, you're about to sh- you're about to share the madness. There's yeah. a little bit of science fiction. So Not, this movie, is it science fiction or is it physics theorizing? I think it's science fiction because stuff that happens and things that yes, they're but, not possible. But in phys- in the world of physics and science, they do theorize about the possibilities of time travel. Oop, there we've said it, and about multiple realities happening at the same time, all that kind of stuff. That's a real part of theoretic theoretical physics, as I was called. Yes. So while it's fiction here because he's made up a story about it, that isn't necessarily all fiction. 
Let me say that um, from the opening of the movie, the opening sequence about the first 10 minutes, it reminded me of the opening sequence to uh, The Dark Knight Rises, where the Joker does the heist in the... Mm-hmm. And it's just the way it's filmed and the way it's framed and the way it gets very exciting very quickly. I was like, whoa, we're, we're really going for this. Nolan seems to know how to open a movie and get you really sucked into it. Definitely. And that whole sequence there with the orchestra and the the gas and all that stuff, it was amazing, I thought. It yeah, was, really good. It was like a um just like a giant I don't you don't actually know what's going on at all at that point, obviously. You've only just you know, set your eye to to me it just looks like what is it? Like a some kind of crime going on and and them coming to try and mm-hmm, stop. like a heist of some kind. Yeah, some kind of heist. So I was like, I don't even know really. I've not seen the trailers for this movie. I'm not really. I know it's Christopher Nolan, so maybe it's a bit weird. But um, I'm just thinking it's a crime thriller at that point. But then... uh, Takes you down a different road. Quite quickly. Yeah, so how would you describe what this actually... Where it takes... It's hard to describe this movie. Yeah, you already asked for my synopsis and I couldn't really do it, so... I mean... I failed... Uh, I saw somebody just then when I was reading up on stuff saying it's about multiple timelines, but actually it's not. It's about one timeline that goes, that people traverse in different ways, like forwards and back. Well, until the, until there's one point one person says, this is one of the outcomes for the past that we've, you know, fought for. So, so that's a multiple Right there. The po- multiple, I mean, it's endless possibilities. If you go down that road mm-hmm. and you say, if we change the one thing <laughs> 10 years ago, how many different things would happen? You know, where would fate take the world from there? That's kind of where they're going with that. But yeah, once he said that, I was like, oh, okay. So they're just in a loop. Right. But the loop is a, diff- a little bit different every time. If you don't know what we're talking about, it's just a matter of somebody's figured out how to get, it's a, it's a time machine, let's be honest. Uh, it's just, and the movie's a puzzle, basically. Yeah, it's a... And so was Memento, and so was Inception. It's the same... It, it bends your mind, and I don't even still know exactly what was going on all the time. I will have to watch it again at some point. Or have you desc- I do feel described that, to me your conclusions, and then I can kind of crisscross Well, with I mine. feel that this movie would definitely benefit from what... I would watch it again. Happily oh, yeah, I would again. too. Yeah, and I would probably pick up on stuff the second time um round that i didn't know yeah because when you're watching a movie like this the first time i'm so hung up on trying to grasp the the physics side of it like when he's saying you know they're going to be going backwards and we're going to be going forwards and you can't breathe the air and just remember that hot is cold and blah 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 well you're now focusing on that instead of like this part of the action so mm-hmm. once i know that the next time I'm watching, I can be a little more focused. Because if you notice, I think in a lot of the scenes, he's stuck in there. Because there are a lot of scenes where we've got a person who's come back from the future. A whole yeah. other movie, but... So they're moving backwards in time, kind of. They appear to be moving backwards. Everyone else is going forward. So there are scenes when you're watching, if you... And I noticed it a couple of times when there wasn't actually... That wasn't the focus of the action, but it was actually happening in the background. Yeah, I saw that too. And I was like, oh, so this isn't just our guy and these this small group of people. You know, it was kind of messing with my mind a little bit. So I'm focused on that instead of keeping up with what we're trying to solve. I will say this. The idea of somebody wanting to, like, you know, save the world by ending the world, that's not a new concept. No. Let's let's all you know. We got the the guy who snapped his fingers. We've got Bond villains who want to do it, break, I mean, tear down the structure of all things so that everyone can rebuild. What was the last one that we watched too? Where um, ugh, Godzilla, where she wanted to bring back all the. That's the, exactly what she wanted. To yeah, do, exactly. Like tear down everything that's happening now because the environment's being destroyed, and then let humans try again. And that's essentially what we're going for here. And that's a little bit boring. So unfortunately. That was our villain's, you know, plot and plan. But other than that, I was in love with it pretty much. And this movie, um, the way it's shot and the the um, like high end nature of everything. Nobody's in a nasty looking car. Nobody's 
in a nasty looking suit. (laughs) Everything is kind of sharp and on the nail. Like it's very designer catalog, like everything, like the yachts. the. Um, So it gives it this kind of James Bond feel right off the bat, doesn't it? I said to you at the beginning. Yeah, it's very James Bondy. This is just James Bond, but it so happens to have this high concept thrown into it. Instead of it being, James Bond's not very high concept, let's, you know, is it? (laughs) No. This is like James Bond, but you throw this physics puzzle (laughs) in the middle of it. exactly. And um, that makes it come across... Some might say pretentious as well, like because it's very, like I say, high end. Everything's high end. There is no regular people ever, anywhere. It right? doesn't appear. If you think back, no. Even really when they're wasn't. in India, it's just like, oh, let's focus on this like high skyscraper with these really posh people inside. Yeah, it. you know, it's it's very uh, unrealistic in that way, I guess. Even the scene where. He meets back up with the lady, and they're walking. They start in a crowd of people, and before you realize it, they're all gone. Yes. It's just them. So that's like Christopher Nolan's kind of, like, he wants everything to look super, you know, perfect. Which it does. It I mean, does, yeah. As a movie, it looks amazing. It's very polished. And there's a uh, car chase sequence. I know you don't love car chases. No, but this one was interesting. There's a, yeah. Imagine a car chase where there's... Some people just regularly going down the road, and then there are also people in the reverse timeline going the backwards through time in the same car chase. It is like hard to explain. It's hard to explain. But, it's confusing. But when you watch it, you're like, you kind of, whoa. Like, I, I, I see what's happening here. It's hard to piece to every single detail together, like throwing the box out of the car and he's going to shoot her. And yeah, that bug of- still confuses me. To be honest. But um, it is a crazy looking sequence that, you know, the only thing I could, the only thing that it reminded me of slightly was the Matrix chase down Mm. the freeway. Right. Because that had some like mind bending time kind of stuff to it. But this was like, whoa. And there is also a action sequence near the beginning of the film, which is like a mini heist. And, And it's also like a time heist. And it also involves a massive jumbo jet. Yeah, and it is insane. <laughs> it is insane. Yeah, it's like, oh, they're gonna are they gonna go there? Oh, yeah, damn, they're really going for it. And it looked gorgeous. And it's all practical, and it's shot on those IMAX cameras, so it looks crazy. It's you know you can't complain about how this movie looks. It just is true. I was gonna say it's, it looks a million dollars, but no, it doesn't. It looks <laughs> like two hundred and something million dollars. Um, so, but. As far as the plot goes, it's very similar to... I love Inception also. And still to this day, I don't know how many years later, I still don't thoroughly understand it. I get the main gist of it, but there are portions of the movie that lose me completely. And I I was lost in a couple of portions of this movie too. Um, I don't know if that's... I'm stupid? No, you're not stupid. If um, I was confused, I or, would give you a pass. <laughs> and I, I was... In my mind, it was like I need to, I need to see this part again right now, like because um, I didn't grasp it all. Because uh, also Nolan's thing, ex- exposition is his thing. So sometimes some characters appear on the screen and just talk at each other, and they're actually telling you, the viewer, um, you know, they're trying to teach you physics in two minutes. Yeah, yeah. That lady at the beginning, for instance, when he, she's explaining him with the gun, like how it all works. Yep. And it's very quick. It lasts two minutes, and she's basically taught him everything there is to know, and you're supposed to know it all at that point, that stuff. And I'm like, hold on. That lesson was a bit too quick for me. I don't fully understand the gun thing. (laughs) So he's like firing a gun, and the gun fires in reverse. The bullet comes back into the gun, and then he says, so how do I control that? And she said, what did he say, just use instincts? Yeah. And he's good at that, right? The instincts. Thing. Apparently. But That's see, what... the, also about four times in the movie, someone that he asks the question and the person says, I don't know. You just don't, don't, I don't know. You're right. just going to have to deal with it. Don't, don't overthink it. Don't let it oh, get the, to you. Yeah, there is. Yeah, they literally overthink. say that. <laughs> that so they're telling says... you also, telling us just 
let it be. It's very difficult, though, because I like to know what's going on, and I had to let go of a lot. But he does ask a very particular question in that like thing where he says, I'm just going to go to sleep now. And he asks him a very particular question, and he goes, you just can't overthink that. It's probably time for us to go to sleep Yeah, now. exactly. Just sleep, and, like, and then oh, you'll understand it. They couldn't even come to the, they couldn't even come to a answer for that particular But I question. like that, because that's different <laughs> than over-explaining it. It gives you a chance to either be pissed off because you don't understand it, or make up your own narrative, because that's what you can do with fiction, right? Or really just try to let it, I don't like to say this because it sounds super hippy-dippy, but like, let it flow, you know? Just well, that let was the thing. Be. You said to me, uh, when we stopped in the middle of the movie for a pee break, you said, <laughs> you're going to have to explain this movie to me. Yes. And I said, <laughs> well, I'm not, I don't even have an answer for you. I'm just letting it flow. I'm letting it wash <laughs> yes. over me, like... Just let it happen. At the end, I'll probably come to a conclusion. But right now, at this moment, I don't actually know what's happening. And, and there were many moments where you don't know what's happening. It does kind of conclude... Um, I don't want to spoil the ending. In fact, if I told you the ending even, it wouldn't... You probably wouldn't... It wouldn't make much sense because you need to know everything that Correct. goes before it. But um, I thought the ending was uh, not as clever as the rest of it. Exactly. Sadly. Yeah. yeah. It kind of got... You know, sim- it got overly simple at the end <laughs> but um that's what i'm saying like if you're if your villain's objective is a little bit uh i hate to use the term but meh you know like kind of middle nothing that's unfortunate i mean i like the villain mm-hmm. and it, but he was like you're right he was like a lower level bond villain not like one that stands out to you just like one of the other ones I don't know. Who, who are you talking about? Who are high-level Bond villains? Like, ones that you remember, like Blofeld. Or, he wasn't high-level. I don't mean high-level operating. I mean the ones that you will always remember. because The they, ones I remember the most are the ones like this guy. Whereas, who think they want to not rule the world, but there's another guy who also said that chaos was the way to go. The guy with the on the island with the abandoned town. Yeah. That guy from, I think... Christopher Lee, that, isn't it? Country, no country for old men, that oh, guy. Oh, that guy. Yeah. yeah. He also wanted to, like, you know, break down society or whatever. Those are the ones, I don't remember them specifically, but that's the storyline I remember most. More than like, Blofeld, who was just, like, a cartoon character. I feel like um, Begbie uh, villain was also that, wasn't he? Oh, uh, he was just working for that lady who wanted that. She wanted to yeah. destroy everything, so everyone had to rely on her. Spoilers for old Bond Oh, movies. yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah, old is right. <laughs> yeah. So this villain, I, I was, he was kind of intimidating. Oh, I think he did a good job of being like a prick. Yeah. For sure. But, and you know, there was moments where, well, when you understand what the stakes are of this whole adventure and stuff, it does start to get more important. Like it feels like it's dangerous. See, that was my, that was the weakness that, and that danger didn't seem like a real danger. Like I didn't fully grasp i understand when matter meets antimatter and things can be destroyed like if you meet yourself in the past or the future and you touch yourself annihilation right that's antimatter and matter touching each other so we got that going on if you kill everybody and everything then nature can turn itself back around i guess somehow didn't really explain that part but all of that was just a bit like eh. i like when they see i didn't feel like it was ever going to happen now if that had happened if the fingers got snapped, that would have been interesting. When they're in that heist and they see themselves, mm-hmm. they're like desperately trying not to. Like, like obviously that's us doing something before or, or after. Yeah, but he knew. Yeah. The one guy knew. Yeah, he knew. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't forget, but he I knew. Mean, it's kind of like, oh shit, there's me. Better stand back. <laughs> Can't let that touch me. So there's that stuff, which is... This really the main narrative thread of this whole thing, like the, but you know it, it starts off fairly simple and it just gets more confusing as it goes on, but then it um, then there's a big battle at the end. What did you think of the big battle at the end? Um, visually yeah, it was it was good. Yeah, no shit. It it's like confusing. So explosion. I have to yeah, I have to like watch it again for for sure. There was a building that exploded and made it No, it unexploded. Unexploded. Twice, and then it started to explode and then exploded again. It was crazy. 
It was. You, you're looking at it and you're like, whoa. It's like when you watch Inception and you see like the buildings like flip up on the side and you're like, what? All <laughs> that fight they have in Inception. The fight they have in Inception where they're in that rotating corridor is like mm-hmm. mind blowing at the time. And in this one, they have like a reverse fight, like an actual fight in the heisty part. Mm-hmm. And that's crazy too because he's fighting a guy. But he, you know, he has to. One of them's going forward, and one of them's going back. So there's the anticipation of trying to, like, you know, that guy's going that way, you're going this way. But then what you find out about the two people fighting each other is kind of like the Matrix, (laughs) mind bending. Yeah, it's that's what I love about this. Even if it confuses me, and I feel like you, like, oh my god, am I just dumb? Like, am I just not in the cool kids? Because I'm going to be sitting here going. What the heck was going on? But that's really good. That makes my brain feel something. Yeah. I love that. Like last week's movie, uh, Possessor. Mm -hmm. I also felt that had, you know, I felt something about it. Like, oh, I love films and that's why. Yeah, and you don't have to like it for it to be challenging and stimulating and interesting. I don't need it to be like from the beginning to the end, just like a complete escape i'm not an escapist when it comes to my entertainment you know i don't need to like be transported to another world so that i can forget all about reality and not challenge my brain i'm not that sometimes that's nice but i like to dig in like when i'm watching a movie or a tv show even something like bob's burgers that's one of my small obsessions in life um i'm thinking about Not just the surface, like what's being said and what you're looking at and the story, but all the people and how they come up with all the ideas and that just sucks me in. So this is challenging. Like, wow, they were sitting at a meeting or at a desk or at a computer thinking of, you know, making a fight between two people who may or may not be the same person in a timeline that's very confusing, you know? And I want to think about that moment when they're trying to lay it all out and make sense of it by the time it gets on the screen. Yeah, because the if you write this down on a piece of paper, that's one thing, but making it actually make sense visually. Exactly. Totally and different. even if I'm a little confused, I still appreciate that it ultimately does make sense, and that's tough. You know, that's a tough ultimately, creative thing. Actually, like, ultimately, it does. Like, when I got to the end, I understood more. In the middle, I was like, I think I'm completely lost. And at the end, I was like, okay. Like, there were moments I was lost, but... I understand the the high concept of the whole thing. Mm-hmm. It's just when I go back, I'm probably going to notice lots of things that were just big spectacle things at the time because I was like, whoa, this this thing's crazy. And then now I'll be like, hmm, maybe that means that. Or, you know, there's a there's like a telegraphing thing with red and blue in this movie. Mm-hmm. And it's like the two different time streams back and forwards. And there's scenes that are lit in red and then suddenly they change to blue. And then, or hmm, I didn't a, notice that till the actual blue red thing oh, was no, being there's, explained. There's scenes before that too, where they're in a red. It's not fully red, but it's mostly red. The room that they sat talking in, and then they walk down a corridor that's blue. And I'm like, hmm. So that's the stuff where I'm thinking I could probably go back and like mm, oh, definitely piece all that together because obviously it means something. It's Christopher Nolan don't do stuff randomly. It all makes a puzzle, right? So. It's a big, you know, the prestige. Are you in love with Christopher Nolan or something? Well, the prestige is one of my favorite <laughs> Christopher Nolan movies, and that whole movie is a giant puzzle. Like it, you remember it? It's I ba- don't remember it fully. It's basically a magic trick. The whole oh, movie you're is right. a magic trick. Spoiler. Well, I'm <laughs> not a spoiler because I. You, but when you when it's revealed, you're like fuck, like. <laughs> You know, like when you watch a magic trick and you go, how the hell did they do that? It's that. And then you have to sit there for an hour and go, oh, yeah, like that scene there. Oh, yeah, now it makes sense. So I feel like this is the same. It's a magic trick, kind of. Hmm. It's, and Inception's also the same. And Memento is definitely the same. It's a jigsaw puzzle that you're solving backwards. Oh, Definitely. So, you know, he's got a fascination with the timelines. And if timelines are not your thing and they get you really confused, this isn't going to change. Because this is probably the most confusing to me. I think Inception was easier to understand than this was. Don't you? Um, yes, because I in- instantly grasped the concept yeah. of 
you know, planting an idea in, well, to me, I boiled down immediately to you're planting an idea in someone's mind to get them to then do something. And I, I feel like that's a real thing in real life every day. All the things we think and believe is happening to us constantly. So I was on board with that one immediately. So this one, um, you know, it has mega action. I mean, big as big action as you've ever seen, really. Big James mm-hmm. Bond style stunts. It has um, lots of exposition because all Nolan Nolan loves uh, walking and talking. There's a lot of that. That's true. Or driving and talking. Like I need to explain everything to you, so we'll have a car. We'll walk. <laughs> we'll go in the car. Oh, we'll stand and look out over the beautiful ocean, and we'll also tell you some stuff. There's a lot of that throughout the entire movie. Um, it's got an awesome score that uh, I noticed was played backwards a lot, and you didn't. No, I did not notice that. I was like, "Why is this music going?" You know, when music goes when you turn a record backwards and it goes like, "Yep." There was a lot of that in the score. I didn't notice that. And the score was kind of. It wasn't Hans Zimmer who. Nolan always works with this one wasn't, but and you know Hans Zimmer does all the uh, like orchestral stuff. This wasn't really an orchestral score if you noticed. It was mm. almost like EDM. It was like like pumping. Like it had a drum beat that really kicked up, and there was a load of bass, and so it was like dance music. And it also had the backwards motif to it, um, and it it sticks out. I noticed it. Some people hate that with Nolan movies, that his music's very loud. This is um, a loud music. When it interferes with the dialogue, I agree with them. And this is a really bombastic, loud mu- movie, right? It's really, it's explosions, it's mm-hmm. gunshots, it's it's big and loud. And yeah, there was complaints about this movie and dialogue being too quiet. You noticed it, yep. I didn't notice it. I only had the only issue I had was uh, there's an Indian lady in this movie, a uh, lady from India. For, yeah, well, where else would she be from? Well, some people call Native Americans oh, Indian true. ladies. Yeah, but that's that's not right. It's uh, Native Americans. I know, but anyway, I'm a lady gonna... from India in this movie. Um, she's speaking English the entire time, but I found her accent hard to understand sometimes. I it wasn't her accent. It was that it was mixed with the sounds around at the same level almost sometimes where the words blur into the street sound and the foot sounds and the looping not the looping but the foley whatever's going on in the scene. And there is one sequence which I would question out. Mm. They're on catamarans, um like, you know, gliding through the water. It looks amazing. It's IMAX, it's full frame. It just looks insane. You know what I'm talking about on mm-hmm. those jewel hole things. Yep. And uh, they're having an ex- exposition and it's really loud. It's like wind, ocean, and they're, they're having a chat. And I'm like, why are we having a chat here? <laughs> like, we could have just watched this. They could have pulled into the dock and then they could have had the chat because it's it is particularly hard to hear them. I mean they had like challenging you. They had radio you know? um, headsets on and they were kind of yelling at each other like you would in a helicopter, but it was still like crazy. It was like, wow, this music, there's waves, there's wind and they're having a chat. So yeah, I do, I I do question that decision, but you're right. They were challenging us, right? Yes. Without they were I mean, I'm not I, I'm not saying that's a good thing. No, but that is what I think was that's going on. a little bit up your ass when you decide that you're going to challenge everyone by making it hard to understand or hear for artistic purposes. I don't I think that's not a good uh, argument to make for that particular creative choice, but hey, I'm not Christopher Nolan. I don't have millions of dollars to make my own movie. Well, that was the only one where I was like, wow, that's that's a bit crazy. Like it's a full-on action sequence, but it's just expositions as well. Cuz Think about it. There wasn't a mega um, need for them to be on that, apart from it looking cool, right? No. So uh, they, they could have just been on the yacht and done the same sequence where they talked and the action sequence happened. On the yacht, they could have just done it. Didn't have to be out there on that. So um, let's get on to the cast. John David Washington plays... He doesn't even have a name in this movie. He's protagonist. Is that... Well, he kept saying it over and over, so... Which yeah. I felt was really pretentious, but hey. Well, again, that's a Nolan thing, isn't it? Where you kind of go, oh, didn't even give his main character a name. How clever. <laughs> so John David How Washington classy. 
is Denzel Washington's son. We've seen him in Black Klansman. We also saw him in... What else did we see him in? Or did we only see him in Black Klansman? I don't remember seeing him in anything else. I think he's amazing. He's really good. Yes. He's got... He's cool. He is... um, like sophisticated like I, I you know when you said he could be james bond i'm like yeah i agree absolutely i totally agree he's got like a cool air to him he's um confused sometimes as the protagonist actually com- you're like yeah he even he's confused he's asking the questions and he's like what the hell's going on yeah <laughs> like is it fine for me to go out this door without a mask on is it like you know there's things that you have to kind of follow in this movie and even he is like, I don't. I need to know the rules. Um, I really liked him. I think he's good. I think he's also charming at the beginning, like where he's funny. Mm-hmm. And Kenneth Branagh says, have you slept with my wife? And he says, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's just like, that's almost like a James Bond line, actually, isn't it? Absolutely. Uh, Robert Pattinson plays Neil. What do you think of Rob? I like him. I wasn't sure where his character was. Did you love him in Twilight, where he he got famous? I never watched one lick of Twilight in my life. you could go back now and watch Robert. It's it's prime. No, I think he was really good, and you don't know exactly what he's up to, so I kind of like that, too. He's also, again, he's a, you know, he's American, but he's got, he's playing it as this British kind of... uh, what would you say? Like a pretentious kind of like snobby. No, he's person. like kind of a bond in training is how I thought of him. Did you? Mm-hmm. I've, he's a bit like airs and graces kind of. He got like a kind of posh, very posh. Yeah, like kind of. a bond yeah. in training. Um, I, I'm excited to see him as Batman. He's, he's the new Batman. I'm actually really excited to see him. I thought he was fantastic in, uh, what did we watch him in? Um, the one in space that I loved. Remember? Oh, that was him. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that was a tough With the one. baby in space. Yeah. 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 He was great in that. And um, <laughs> The baby in space. <laughs> yeah. We watched it this year. Yeah. Um, he's good. He's really good. And uh, I... It was very different. That was totally different than this. Yeah. And this... Uh, oh, and uh, The Lighthouse also. Yes. Oh, wow. A couple... He's... I mean, he's pretty good. After Twilight, he kind of went... Went out there. Yeah, I think he kind of like went, I'm not going to stick to the same <laughs> thing. I'm going to really go at it. Um, who else we got? Elizabeth Deblicki plays Kat. We saw her last in Widows, if you remember that one. No. Yes. Yeah, it wasn't great. She, w- she was the best thing about that She movie, was. She was good. Remember. In this movie, she's also very good, right? Was she also, what else was she in? Well, Widows is all I remember her from. Uh, was she not in the one, the Threads one, with uh, your guy, Paul Thomas Anderson, the Thread one? No, she was not. Mm. Um, let me find her here in the All list. right, because she's very familiar. And yeah, I remember her from the, yeah, she was one of the best things in that movie for sure. Because it was not that great. She sadly. was in um, The Great Gatsby. With Leonardo. Mm. She was in the movie Everest. Remember that? Uh, yeah. She was one of the wives. She was in Widows, which is the one that we know mm-hmm. of. She was also in the Cloverfield Paradox, the one in space. She was the main. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's probably what you think. thinking. Maybe, yeah. She was in Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets. Mm. Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Um, the Man from Uncle. There's another one. You like that one? I did. I don't remember her in that, though. So, yeah. She's good in this, too. Again, if you would say to me, would she be a Bond girl? I'm like, yeah, of course she would. Right? Is that sexist? Are you being sexist now? Because this is like... Are a, you being very 20th no, century? This is, this is like <laughs> a Bond movie, right? What I'm saying is, though, is that still a thing? Yeah, of course it is. The concept All of right, new Bond women? we're going to Bond guys from now on. How about a Bond woman? How about Bond... <laughs> We already have Bond. He's the Bond boy. So then you need a Bond. He's the no, man. I, so you I, need a Bond woman. If we can't have Bond girls. You, I didn't say you can't. I'm saying, can, does she have to be a girl? Can she not be a grown-ass woman with or the whole what about a personality? Guy? What I'm saying is she's not a girl. That's just like boiled down to her being 
You know that they call bun girls. That's I know what they're bun. called. I'm saying is that still appropriate, and I don't care about it from the past, but now she can be a whole person and not just jiggly boobs and a butt coming up out of the water or laying on a bed or getting her face smacked. Sadly, in this movie, she does get that. But she also is a whole person who has like a whole motivation in this movie anyway. Like we have her as a whole person. True. She's not the Bond... Uh, that's not what I was getting at. She's not the Bond girl in this movie. But I know what you're getting at. Yeah. I'm relatively intelligent compared to you, dear. <laughs> she could be in a Bond movie, I'm saying. This, even if... Why, because she's gorgeous or because she's like really good at being a whole really person? she's really tall and she's very sophisticated okay. looking. Okay, so that's the Bond girl history you're talking about. Not like, well, she's really good at doing all of her scenes and she's excellent at telling... Her character's story. No, no, no. Just put her in some skimpy clothes and yes. she can be a Bond That's what a Bond girl is. I mean, even... Was. Give, even give them names. Pussy galore and... Yeah, you're living in the past. I'm saying is now they can be like a whole person. Nah. Oh, okay. That's not Bond. Um, I think you're not keeping up with the times, mate. They've got to be just flimsy. And I'm not opposed to hanging, clinging to those <laughs> old tropes from the past. But, you know, it's not the past. It's now. They actually, did they dispense with Bond girls, to be honest? Have they dispensed with them over the last... No, they haven't, have they? No, they they haven't. No, Bond is not progressive in any way. Uh, That's not true. There There are still women being used as sort of like, you know, centerpieces or whatever. But in the last couple, the women have saved him more times than he has saved them. Think Um, about it. Hamish Patel plays Mahir. I'm... I'm I love him because we watched East End. We watched EastEnders, yeah. British soap opera. He came up on that show basically um, before he did the beat. What was that movie called? Yesterday. Yesterday. What an excellent movie that was. Mm-hmm. He did Yesterday, and now he's in this. I, he's not in it enough for me. He's in the trailer. It made him look like he was one of the main characters. In, oh, did I never saw a trailer for this? So. Yeah, well, the the trailer I watched earlier today, they really feature him quite a bit, but he's not in it very much, is he? Mm-mm. He's good though. I mean, I really like him. He's basically no different from the CIA guy from the Bond movies. He's, yeah, he's just he's just that guy who happens to be able to fly a plane and skills. hijack a plane and show up in a boat and has all the connections and is very clever, just when you need him. And Kenneth Branagh plays Sator. Who I normally don't particularly like. I think he's overly theatrical because he's a theater guy. However, this time I was like, okay, he play, he, he's making this guy really hateable. Yeah, and it is a bit theatrical though. Sure. It's a bit like, you know, lame Russian accent. I don't know, I'm not Russian, so I don't know. But well, it I, comes across to me like a hen- henchman Russian guy. A little bit. That's in a million movies, you know. But as far as him being like a complete turd, yeah, he is, and not stupid. Like he's obviously got all this under. He understands everything, right? He's not like an idiot. Like um, no, no, he's really like. It's hard to say without you know, but I liked him. I, he's um, Kenneth Branagh uh, played bad guys in other stuff. Remember, he was mm-hmm. was he a bad guy in? Was it was it Jack Reacher possibly? I don't like, remember he's Jack like a Reacher Russian hardly. He wasn't quite as clever as this guy, though. Think about At first, it. in this one, I'll be honest, I thought he was being French. You did? <laughs> but I'm not an expert at accents. Obviously. So, so there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I was is, like, uh, why is he being a French guy? Oh, he's not. This is directed by Christopher Nolan. You might know him. He, he directed the uh, Dark Knight trilogy, Inception. Interstellar, Memento, The Prestige, Dunkirk. He's just a great all-round director, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't... Uh, I That's don't subjective. Want, I like his stuff. I really, you do. I do like his stuff. Um, now, the 4K comes with a, a bonus disc that I didn't find until we came upstairs, Sid Duck. Okay. So the, the, what they've done is the movie's like two and a half to three hours? No. Two and a half hours. So... They used the whole disc for the movie and didn't... So it looks great, right? So you get a nice-looking movie. And then on the second disc, you get special features 
looking at the world in a new way, the making of Tenet. So you get over an hour documentary that explores casting, continuity, sets, cinematography, locations, costumes, music, and more. So no doubt I'll be watching that. Yeah, no kidding. Um, I think uh, Christopher Nolan's documentaries are usually pretty good. Get a lot of on the scene, uh, on the set stuff, and uh, this is this all of this movie. In fact, there's not many CG shots. They just did everything. And when you watch this movie and you see like a plane, like a jumbo jet, spilling its cargo of uh, gold onto a runway, and you know. Exploding. It's real gold. It's a real plane. Yeah, it's all. They, <laughs> it they may not be use, real gold. They didn't use green screen, and they didn't. Use, they literally bought a jumbo jet and smashed it into a building, like it. And the they closed off the motorway in that sequence for like three weeks. It said, and just did it all. They did it backwards, and they did it forwards, and then they edited it together. They didn't do it any CG cars or anything like that. So that's really impressive. Um. And that's your extras. So IMDb reviews, what's that? That's when you go out and read the reviews on IMDb, mostly looking for the bad ones because they're hilarious. (laughs) Yeah, now you know that the one-star people are completely confused and don't know what they are. Oh, sure, 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 sure. Well, I mean, the the 10-star people, if they're honest, are also confused. But the ones who come here, they're they're totally, they they don't even know what happened for the last two and a half hours. They're like, So here they are. Uh, these are the people with the one star on IMDb. This guy says, Nolan tries too hard to be clever, and it leads to an overly complicated movie. Nothing really happens at all. I disagree with that. You feel absolutely nothing. Nothing I happens. I disagree and with that. Critics are rating it purely because it's Christopher Nolan. That's what he says. Hmm. Disagree. This guy says, to fully understand it, you better make sure that it's, that you need to watch it two or three times. I don't I, disagree with that. I find it very arrogant to even propose the idea of rewatching it. <laughs> That's because Nolan said it was a good movie to rewatch. I don't it's, disagree with that, though, because, you know, just it's like people who love books often reread their favorite books. Why is this different? True. I mean, I would never reread a book. I would probably never re-normal, one-time read a book, hardly. It says a lot about me. But uh, movies, sure, if you really enjoy the thing, why not? This guy says, If everything's going backwards, shouldn't they speak the words and sentences the same way, backwards? But no, they speak forwards. And if you think about logics and details, it's all flawed. <laughs> well, they did explain that. I did mean, it? if you're... If we're following our main character, then we are in the same timeline. If we are not following the person who is in the main scene right now, like, then they do speak backwards. Exactly. In fact, there's a lot of, like, walkie-talkie conversations that are going backwards. Mm -hmm. And there's uh, our villain's dialogue going backwards. Yeah. In certain scenes. Um, So, yeah, you weren't watching, basically. (laughs) This guy says, so abysmal, I can't believe it. I just walked out of this. It's utter crap. Well, that's unfortunate. That was not not my opinion. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. What a barely coherent mess. The plot is so weak and the characters are one-dimensional. That's it. (laughs) This movie was so pretentious. Chris Nolan has lost it. Left halfway through. The music started going backwards and gave me a sore head. Hey, they noticed the backwards music. Well done. Nice. I I didn't, so good good on them. This guy says, I couldn't understand anything. I didn't know what was going on, so I just left. (laughs) I mean, why would you write a review? (laughs) Why would you take the time now to tell us that? What's the value in that? Exactly. This guy says, I watched the first 30 minutes of this rubbish with my wife. And neither of us had a clue what was going on. The main character has the charisma of a piece of wood. And a speech impediment to boot. It was a waste of time. Speech impediment? I don't even know what he means. What the heck? (laughs) Uh, Maybe you watched a different movie. This guy says, I'm a smart adult, but was completely confused. 
It's as if Christopher Nolan aimed at confusing the audience. I wouldn't recommend watching it. I don't disagree with that. You know, he's a little bit pretentious. It's a possibility. This guy says, finally, an awful confusing movie that I left after 30 minutes. I couldn't care less what happened next. I was just bored with the complexity. How am I supposed to look at my phone? Um, I always miss stuff. How am I supposed to look at my phone? How am I supposed to look at my phone? I always miss stuff. I think they're just being ornery. Yes. All right, so uh, conclusion. I liked it. I loved it. Yeah, I'm giving it a 9 out of 10. I give it a 9 too because it's just, it's a lot and I want to watch it again and then you'll talk about it a lot and I'll have to listen to it a lot and then I'll think about it some more. It's very good. Very, very, very good. I'm I'm not ashamed to admit I didn't understand, (laughs) you know, maybe a third of it, but I feel like I'll comprehend it better the second time. Like Inception was exactly the same. Yep. I watched Inception the second time and I... Then you're like, oh, yeah, I kind of together. sort of understand it. Uh, Memento is exactly the same also. You know? I'd never Irreversible did. also has the backward thing, but it's not really a puzzle. You're just literally watching the scenes go mm-hmm. in reverse order. Pulp Fiction also. Uh, I'll be honest, I didn't notice that the first time I watched Pulp Fiction. I don't know how you could not notice. I don't think I was paying attention to it. I wasn't mm. really into it, I'll be honest. I was probably very drunk. Oh, it's so good. I'm not saying it's not good. I'm just saying, for the first time when I watched it again, I was like, what? I didn't even notice that? Hmm. I know. Questionable. It's one of the best parts of the entire movie, the part (laughs) that you're just talking about, where you do notice that and you go, whoa. (laughs) Um, So, yeah. Nine out of ten. Great work, Christopher Nolan. Thanks, Christopher. So, uh, thank you to Warner for letting us review the... 4K disc, it'll be out this Tuesday, and you can pick it up then. Movie recommendations, I'm going off this movie, so I will um, give you my first one, which will be based on John David Washington. It's Black Klansman, which is a fantastic movie. I'm not a massive fan of Spike Lee movies, but that's one of my favorites. What about you? Yeah, it's really good. Are you a fan of Spike Lee? Um, It depends on the movie. And I, you know that I am not, generally. I'm True. actually annoyed by his movies, mostly. So that one, I was like, damn, this is really good. I love it. And my other one is Robert Pattinson in The Lighthouse with Willem Dafoe. It's a bizarre movie. Yes. <clears throat> and if you don't like... Uh, <laughs> if you don't like being confused at all or thinking, what the hell's going on? Well, you don't like seagull um, <laughs> torture. <laughs> That's very specific. Yeah. Well, I, I do always remember that part. What a great movie. The Lighthouse. And yours are? Mine are. We're going with Christmas here. We're going Christmassy. <clears throat> and I'm going to say It's a Wonderful Life. Because why not? And what's my other one? I haven't even looked at it since I typed it on there. Bob's Burgers. Yeah, Bob's Burgers. Because, you know, I just now we've just finished watching all the X-Files. We watched every single yeah, thing. We literally finished. Except for yesterday. the animated series, right? It's Which not, has, it's, that's not even out yet. Right. So we've just done that. Now we did that one X-Files per night most of the time. Not every single night, but pretty solid from the very first episode, all the movies, everything. And while I loved it, we saw the flaws. Mm-hmm. We're not we're not blind to the to the flaws, even though X-Files is one of our favorite things, right? I'm speaking as one brain here. Bob's Burgers, I can watch over and over and over and over. I've just gone through from season one, episode one, because we have them all, all the way through to this season. I'm I'm about up to the most current one. And I'm thinking like, ooh, in about three more days, I'm going to start all over again. <laughs> like, I don't even understand that. I can't grasp in my brain. And I, the, I've been working on this big painting thing that I've been doing for a friend, like a big piece of plywood that you paint with a Christmas card design, you know, for the yard, like a big, whole big piece of plywood in the garage and have my laptop down there. And then I just play Bob's Burgers while I'm painting. Cause like, if I'm watching, I don't want to watch something that's something I have to look at. Right. Even a lot of my YouTube video people that I watch, I don't want to 
not look at what they're doing, like gardening or photography or whatever. And music is fine. But after a while, even, and I did Christmas music for one whole afternoon. I was like, oh, that's fun. But something about putting on that Bob's Burgers and hearing those jokes again and going through those stories over and over and over. I just, it's, it's a mystery to me why I love it so much. So I would like, I would be interested to know if anyone else, um, you know, has that experience with Bob's Burgers and you might have it with something else. You might have it with X-Files. You might be the person who has watched every episode a hundred times. Yeah, I'm like, sure. You just start at the beginning and go all the way through them. And it's like, it's like listening to an album. You know, now I've watched these seasons of Bob's Burgers so much. When I'm watching one episode and it's ending, I'm like, oh, I know what's coming up next. <laughs> I know the next episode. So Bob's Burgers is my recommendation. All right. So uh, this week, a Scully stuff, I've been playing the biggest game. Like, it seems like it's the biggest game ever with all the people talking about it this week. It's Cyberpunk 2077 from CG, CD Project Red. I've been playing the PC version. And yes, like all the reviews, it is quite buggy because it's like a big open world. Um, I've seen my share of bugs actually the last couple of days, and one uh, set one bug was there's a mission called the heist, which I love because it's about a heist, and uh, it malfunctioned, oh. um, so I didn't have any weapons. Like all my weapons, just <clears throat> the game. It wasn't supposed to happen, but. All the weapons disappeared. And uh, I had to escape the heist with only my fists. (laughs) Which made it extremely difficult, because obviously that's not very easy. Sid Talk, do you think that if a game has bugs, they shouldn't release it? Of course. I should... That's like saying we're going to release this movie even though the special effects aren't done. Because after people watched it for a little while, we'll have time to then finish it, and then we'll release the good version. I I agree. This game should have... You know, they delayed it and they delayed it and they delayed it actually a month before it was supposed to come out for another month and then they got it out. Now, I'm assuming they only got it out now in December because they have to like do their fiscal year and all that shit, right? And they have to sell the game. But uh, it's clearly not finished. And to be fair, they have been work. There have been four patches since it came out. So one every day, pretty much. But it's not really done much. The bugs that I've experienced have not been fixed. So, um, But then again, when it is playing fine and there are no bugs, it's really awesome. I love the world. It's very immersive. Have you seen, You've seen it a mm-hmm. bit. Yeah, the graphics are awesome. The art, I love the artwork. The quests that you pick up. Some people were asking before it came out, what kind of game is it? Is it like Grand Theft Auto? But no, it's not like Grand Theft Auto, even though it kind of looks like it from the surface. But it's more like a really in-depth RPG. There's a lot of talking to people and like you've got different choices that you can say to them and you can be rude or you can be nice or you can try and like lie to them to get information. So it's there's a lot of that, but then there's also a lot of shooting and the weapons are cyberpunky. I've got a new pistol that I just grabbed recently that actually can... Like, see a person through a wall and shoot around the wall and hit them. So, you know, that feels mm. like cheating, kind of a little bit. <laughs> and because it's in the cyberpunk universe, you can do modifications to your body as well. So I've got, like, an eye that replaced her eye. And this eye can provide, like, uh, you look at a person and it'll tell you, like, what the criminal record is. Like, it'll boot into the, um, you know, the... Night City Police Department computer and give you information right in your eye. You can also get like, I've not got it yet because it's really expensive, but you can like have like knives grafted into your arms. So when you attack people, knives shoot out your eye. It's crazy. Goodness. So um, it's, it is really buggy though. Um, if you're going to play it now and you're not going to wait, the PC version apparently is the less the least buggy. The console ones are supposed to be pretty horrendous. Not that I played them, I only played the PC, but it runs really well on the PC. Like, the actual performance and how it looks and runs is great, but there's just weird bugs. There was a bug yesterday where I was... Like, you can dress your character, like you have different, you know, like you do in any RPG. Like, 
you know, your body outfit, your pants, your gloves, your glasses, your hat. Well, I put all my stuff on. And then when I look in a mirror, I'm completely naked. Like everything is out. And then when I catch myself in like a window of a shop, I can see that I'm completely naked, yet I've got all the clothes on. (laughs) So like, that's really weird. (laughs) Um, uh, When you're creating your character at the beginning, you can make them anything you want. You can give them genitals or no genitals, or um, you can have like a a man with boobs or a woman with a penis. You can make any combination of, which is cool, I think. I've never seen it done before, you know? Yeah. Because you can actually create any gender. You can uh, not have any genitals at all if you want and completely just be blank like a store dummy. Um, I don't know if that plays into the whole thing because you can romance people in the game and I don't know if, you know, you have different genitalia to your sex or something that people react to it. I'm not sure, but that's in there. And um, it, uh, it's, I think once it's all fixed up, obviously they're going to do that. It's going to be like a mind-blowing game. It's a shame that they didn't wait, I think. I would have brought it out next year and make sure it was all working. But I'll keep you updated and tell you. I mean, I'll probably play it through. Keanu Reeves is in the game, by the way. He's not just a small thing either. He's a massive part of it. So if you like Keanu Reeves, you might like it. So, Sito, what's for dinner? What do you want? Impossible Whopper. That's what you shall have. Okay, we got back. uh, We didn't have a low fresh this week because we like the discount coupon. However... Um, this week, now we've got the coupon, so we can... Uh, yeah, but however, your wife made some kick-ass food that oh, was yeah, in the... Yeah, actually, that... The yeah, mood point. of HelloFresh. Good point. <laughs> you um, took some of the HelloFresh cards that we'd already cooked, mm-hmm. and you um, bought the ingredients and cooked similar items. But then last night, I just winged it, but I used the concepts of, like, the vegetable... We're vegetarian, that's why we're telling you what we eat, because all vegetarians don't just eat lettuce every day we're not vegan we're vegetarian we're not activists so get over it um we just don't eat meat anymore we do cheese and dairy and egg and all that but last night i made like pile of vegetable stuff with some sweet potato potato cayenne or what's it called poblano pepper and then because a lot of those hello fresh meals you chop up a little green onion and toss it on top at the end and a little bit of sour cream mixed with like hot sauce dribbled on top and it sounds really pretentious. I get it. But it's amazing. Do you think Christopher Nolan eats this stuff? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Hello Fresh? I doubt it. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. All right. So um, what's your advice? And then we'll get out of it. Uh, my advice is um, if you're going to do something, just do it well. You know, keep trying to do it well. I am not... I don't like self-professed perfectionists. I think that's really obnoxious, but it's a thing, right? People say about themselves. But when I'm doing a thing like painting this picture for this lady, and it's just a graphic. It's just some snowmen, and it says Merry Christmas, right? And a little Christmas tree. No big deal. It's not like high art or anything. It's just graphic art. It's basically like a little cartoon Christmas card that I designed and put onto a board with paint. So while I'm doing it, What I think of is like, oh my God, that's not, that line is not exactly, you know, it's not straight. I just did a black paint line and it's not perfect. Well, if you step back three feet, you don't know that. I know that. You won't know that, right? But why not do it well anyway? I don't give up on it. I will do it until I'm satisfied, Right? I don't just go, oh, screw this. This is hard. Fuck it. Just do it all sloppy and shit. It doesn't matter because it's taking up time and I'm just, I want to be done. Like, I'm not that person. I'm more like, okay, I'm going to bake this cookie recipe 500 times until it's good. (laughs) (laughs) And I will do it. You know me. I'll do it. I made some cookies today that were excellent. I like the ones from yesterday. Those are good too. See, I made a batch yesterday. (laughs) I made a batch today because until I get it, if I'm going to do it, I don't give up on it until I'm convinced, like, oh, right. So either I don't care enough to keep going, or I truly do not have, or haven't put in enough time to build the skill to do this to the level I want to do it. So I'll 
move on or keep learning how to do it better. So I just think if you're going to do something, do it well, as well as you can. That's not really great advice or anything. It's just don't give up on stuff and don't make it half-assed just because you can't be bothered to like figure out how to do it well or take the time. Or sometimes it's fear of failure. If you give up when it's shitty, right, and say, oh, well, it's just shitty and I don't have time and I don't want to put the effort into it. Well, that lets you off the hook for actually not being very good at it. That's true. So instead, just keep doing it. You'll figure it out. All right, so um, <clears throat> if you want to, you know, follow us, you can go to aschoolie.com. You can go to Twitter and Facebook, Instagram, Google Play Store, iTunes Music Store, TuneIn, Spotify, RSS feed. It's on the main page of aschoolie.com. Email feedback to me at aschoolie.com. Don't email Sid Talk because she doesn't like you. That's not true. I'm I mean, maybe classy. I don't. I don't know who you all are, but chances are I don't dislike any of you. And stay classy, Mr. Christopher Nolan. Do you reckon that yacht in the uh, show was his own yacht? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to say thank for yourself, because if you don't do it, someone will do it for you. <laughs>